This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. And we are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM, WHCR, the voice of Harlem. If you were just tuning in because you drank too much whiskey last night at Angel of Harlem when you were partying with me, then you just missed us talking about our roots. Selena was not drinking whiskey because she's a loser. No, I was there. She was at Angel of Harlem. We tried to lock her out, but she got in through the back window. I'm so frustrated (laughs) about that. (laughs) But if you had a great time last night, you're just leaving church and you tuned in over here because what else would you do on a Sunday at 12, 15, 46 p.m.? Then we are here with you right now, guys. And what you've missed is a great conversation about Roots, what the new reimaging of Roots meant to us and how it connects to the old one. And then we went to the news roundup where we talked about Gucci Mane being free from prison. And of course, the one, the only, the greatest, Muhammad Ali passing and what his life has meant to us. And we are shifting gears and jumping into this conversation now, talking about the LGBT movement. And if you are confused as to why I play that song, it is from one of my favorite artists, Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean got a lot of flag about, we'll say three years ago it's been now, when he came out as, I think, not even gay, but as bisexual. And a lot of people in the hip-hop community pushed back on him. They didn't like him. They cursed him out. They said he was a disgrace because of him being gay. And how did they find out he was gay? That song right there that I played for you. Actually, I'm lying. It was a song, Thinking About You. Think About You. And he he mentions like a a masculine person later on in a song. And this is another song that really ticked people off. This one in Bad Religion, which is the best song on the album. But I digress. Anyways, and they really got mad at him. And it made you realize that even though we've come very far in the LGBT movement and accepting people who are um, gay, lesbian, transgender, gender nonconforming, etc. Um, I don't say etc. to undermine anyone, just, you know, moving along. But as, even though we've come very far, we still have a long way to go. And it made me think about, well, how much longer do we have to go exactly? What's been happening? Because same-sex marriage is legal across the U.S. now. And what that means is that you can get married anywhere. And there are states who might fight it, but this is the law. The Supreme Court said, hey, you can't tell people that they can't get married because they're they're the same sex. You can't do that, especially when people are trying to be polygamous and people have TV shows about getting married and people get divorced four times but have a problem with signing same-sex marriage papers. Kim Davis. You, you just right. can't do that. So we have to come to this space now where we have to be comfortable where people are. And I know that when Barack Obama was elected president, there were all sorts of people saying, oh, my God, we did it. Racism's over. No more racism. I was going to make this exact point. Yes. Thank <laughs> yeah, you. Exactly. And then I think a lot of people said the same thing when that happened with same-sex marriage. Same-sex marriage is legal. The gays, they don't have any more problems. The, the fairies and the gay lords, they don't have any more problems at all. They are totally cool, not realizing how problematic it was just to be saying those things that I'm saying right here. And since then, we have seen the rise of the transgender movement. And what do I mean by that? I mean that people are getting extremely uncomfortable because someone decides they want to identify as another gender. And even though it affects no one but the actual person who was doing it they feel so hot and bothered about it and we have companies who are saying they don't want to serve gay people because why because it's against their religion even though that same religion you're talking about which is usually christianity says a woman should be in the outhouse when she's having a period and in the new testament it says you shouldn't be eating shellfish or wearing multi-layered clothing but wrong, once again, i digress wrong. i can show old you the testament. Passage. It's the old old testament. Testament. No, new testament no it is I can Selena's always fighting me. I can show the passage. It's, all right. it's not. Well, we can Leviticus. address that thanks, after. Thanks, thanks for jumping I'm into sorry. my introduction, though, Selena. I'm sorry. Leviticus. Yes. But anyway, so here we are, and we're going to talk about, like, you know, it's been, I think, almost two years now since same-sex marriage became the law. Where are we now in the LGBT movement? And Jackie, you had your hand raised, Well, so I want to just clarify really quickly, too, that being trans doesn't mean that you decide that you want to adopt another gender. You, you are 
born born another gender or non-gender conforming or so it's not it's it's not a choice just like you know like like you wake up and you decide you want to be partnered with someone of the same sex as you or same gender right um so i just wanted to clarify that but i think that there's a i'm so happy you made that point you've like read it out of my brain somehow the Mm -hmm. point that once marriage equality was actualized people were like yes like Gay rights achieved, you know, homophobia over. And Mm -hmm. that is so far from the truth. Um, And there's a lot about marriage as an institution itself that a lot of people don't feel super compassionate towards or comfortable with. Um, And so the fact that people can marry each other, I think absolutely everybody should have the right to marry whomever they want as long as it's a consenting adult. Correct. Um, But I don't think that is the end all be all. Um, mission of gay people that they just want to get married like everybody else, right? Some people want to get married, some people don't, and we have to recognize that too, and there are plenty of other um, I mean, there's no federal non-discrimination laws that protect gay people, trans people in this country, right? I think that's a much bigger issue. I mean, granted, I don't, I think that all people should have the right to get married, but I think even more important is that we're putting in federal protections for these people so that they're not, um, getting fired from their jobs or um, rejected from housing or, you know, the list goes on. There needs to be federal protections for gay people and trans people in this country. Thank you so much for saying that, Jackie. I want to get to Alyssa, but before I do, I wanted to couch what you said with some information. So a 2013 Pew Research Center survey found that 21% of the LGBT adults surveyed said their employees treat them unfairly because of their sexuality or gender identity. Another report authored did not by the um, National Black Justice Coalition and other groups found that nearly 50% of black LGBT people have experienced employment discrimination. These rates are significantly higher for transgender workers. Alyssa? Uh, yeah, no, I actually was going to uh, address some of those numbers. Um, but it's, it's not just, I mean, yes, employment discrimination is a big deal. Um, there's 22 states that have, in, cl- in fact, passed laws that make job discrimination due to sexual orientation illegal, and 19 of those laws include gender identity. However, as Jackie mentioned, mentioned there is no um there is no um sorry there's no federal law so the employment non-discrimination act which is called ENDA or ENDA has actually been introduced into congress every single year since 1994 um and yes. it's like it's been passed but a but few only times, but it's still never made it to the president's yeah. desk. So yeah. there's literally you can, if you know, obviously the president has um, put out a memorandum, executive order regarding federal contractors. If you have a contract with the federal government, then under President Obama's executive order, you can't discriminate based on gender or sexuality. However, when Obama is no longer the president, then. That's going to go away depending on who the next president is. So obviously, like, elections really matter. But it's not just work. I mean, you when you look at LGBT people and especially transgender people and gender nonconforming people, but LGBT people on a whole, they face higher levels of violence, higher levels of homelessness, much higher levels of employment discrimination, poverty, lack of access to health care. HIV AIDS is still an issue within the community homelessness, homicide, suicide, like those are all huge major issues. And, you know, speaking as the only gay, queer and gender nonconforming person on this panel. You I sure mean, you're speaking for Stanley? No, please. 
I I'm lucky. I I'm lucky. I'm lucky that I grew up to a you know a middle class family who was extremely accepting of me as who I am, and that has allowed me to have opportunities. That's why I was able to go to college. Why I was able to get a good job, go to law school, you know, and have the opportunities that I have. But I am the minority. A lot of people come out to their family as being gay or trans or gender nonconforming, and their family abandons them. Um, you see this especially in communities of color and in religious communities um, and obviously even more so in communities of color that are religious. I mean, the number one group that faces discrimination right now and the number one group that has violence against them, like those numbers, are trans women of color. So, I mean, these are huge issues that kind of have always been in existence, but they have gotten sidelined because of marriage. And as Jackie has said, marriage is great and I'm glad, I'm so glad that we have marriage equality, but now we have to start addressing some of these other issues because if you can't even have a stable home then you're if you're homeless if you don't have a job then guess what you're probably not thinking about trying to find a partner and trying to find marriage because that's something you do once you have more stability and obviously love knows no bounds and even people who don't have those things do end up in relationships but generally speaking if you don't have you're if you don't have a home and you don't know where your next meal is coming from that's what you're worried about you're not thinking about marriage let me tell you how deep discrimination against LGBT people still is. I forgot the name of the college, but there's a college right now where they make the, st- the student and the parents sign a form which says if they find out you have a gay person living in your house, that student will be expelled from school. Not the kid's dorm room, their family's house. You will be expelled what? from the school. This is real? Yes. Where? I forgot the name of the school. I'll get the information for you guys um, hopefully later on in the segment or after the show I'll get it for you guys. But I was listening That's to the political gap fest and they were talking about it. Okay, got you. Yeah. And we do have a caller on the line. Thank you so much for that, Ramana Selena. We have Greg on the line. So, Greg, let your voice be heard. Yes, this is Greg. How's everybody? We're good, Greg. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm just calling in, but I'm kind of, oh, uh, man, I'm start, startled by what you just mentioned about that, um, uh, Stanley. But, you know, I want, I want to, um, to add in that, you know, sometimes, you know, we feel that, that the group that we represent, like I, I love track, I run track, I play football, so it's as though sometimes we can do no wrong. You know these these particular groups can do no wrong, but then on the other on the other side of that same token, there is a uh, violence amongst uh, GBL amongst themselves, the lovers, the the you know, and I think this should be looked at because there's an incident that occurred in the YWCA of a, G, a gay lover came in and stabbed her uh, own lover um, to death in the pool, you know, and this was last week, and you know, I mean. These kind of incidents go unreported, but we, you know, if we do have loved ones and do we care about other people, you know, we got to look at, you know, you know, people are people, and it's not that uh, what what they represent so much is important. It's just that, um, you know, I feel that the only ones that are benefiting from this <clears throat> this whole uh, the laws that's passed is the divorce lawyers, <laughs> and I think things will have to play itself out for people to see this that you know the, the gays can do no wrong thing. Is you know let's hold up on that. You know people are people, and you got sick people in various uh, groups. Thank you so much for that, Greg. I just want to point out that I don't think anyone here is saying that yeah. the LGBT movement can do no wrong. I think all humans are horrible people until they prove, <laughs> until proven Equally. different. And yeah, and also you know I just, I just think we shouldn't. It's not. A, it's never a good idea to like push a conversation with you know gay people attack gay people too and it goes unreported because that's the same conversation that um crazy white people say and of course crazy black people say too about black people oh well why should we care about cops shooting black people in the face when black people shoot black people all the time and that's an irrelevant like debate point it's it's not 
plausible. Um, however, I agree with you that people are people, and we should give them a chance on, on the fact that people are not on their preference or their lifestyle. Um, and so, like, thank you so much for calling in and saying that. Uh, Jackie? I mean, oh, Alyssa. I was just going to say, just to add to that, I mean, you know, yeah, there are bad people, and some of them are gay, and some <laughs> of them are not, right? I mean, right, that's right. just humans. Like, you're going to find bad people in all groups, so we should definitely keep that, that in mind. absolutely right. Um, but I think that, you know, looking at where we stand post-marriage equality in 2016, we are keeping people from even using a bathroom right. in North Carolina right now. Like, that's where we're at. Like, basic dignity is being threatened um, by uh, for trans people um, in this country. And that is a huge problem where trans people cannot even safely use a restroom in a public space because of people's fears and misconceptions. And we have a lot of work to do to overcome that. If people can't even use a restroom safely, um, you know, there's... There's a long haul in sight. No, right. And I just want to piggyback off of that by saying, you know, the laws that, you know, the LGBT people and allies are pushing for make so much sense. And I had a chance to really feel that. Obviously, um, you, you know, I, I can't relate on that level. But I actually, you know, when I went to see Lupita on Broadway, there, the ladies line, the ladies bathroom line was so long mm-hmm. that we had to go to the men's bathroom. And I remember How snapping that if I was in North Carolina, this would be illegal. And I was just like, see, this is it was it just became so poignant that these laws that go on. In certain in southern states make absolutely no sense. They would have prevented me from using the men's bathroom. Not well, just you southern know, states, stupid states. Not even this. Like there has been. We talk about people want to be safe in a bathroom, right? There has been zero, zero. Repeat after me: zero, zero reported instances of any transgender person ever attacking anybody in a bathroom. You know who attacks people in bathrooms? Politicians. At least six yeah. of them. Um, yeah. and, but so. you know who is likely to get attacked in a bathroom? A transgender person. Yes. And you know what? Trans issues, they're black issues. Why? Because 67% of victims of homicide are transgender women of color. 67%. Okay? Uh, when we're talking about transgender. So if you're, if you're concerned about black issues, you should be concerned about this issue. You know that transgender people, especially Especially transgender women of color are 3.7, almost four times more likely to experience police violence as compared to cisgender or white transgender people. So and another thing that we need to keep in mind, uh, um, transgender people of color are six times more likely to experience police violence on the whole. And transgender women are 1.8 times more likely to experience sexual violence. And the suicide numbers are through the roof. Before you get there, I want you to define cisgender for people that don't know. Okay. So cisgender is somebody who's born into the gender that they are born into. Like if you're a male and you are born male, then you're cisgender. And you, you identify as and male you as identify well. as male. Yeah. So these are things that we really, I mean, we, to do a breakdown. I know I've gone over this before. There's differences between sex, gender, sexual orientation, and gender identity. Sex is what you're born with. Are you born with a penis? Are you born with a vagina? That's your biological sex. Gender is what you believe you are. So regardless of your biological sex, do you believe you're male or female? Gender identity is how you outwardly identify for other people, and sexual orientation is who you want to sleep with, and it is separate and apart from your gender. So those are really important basics that you need to understand about this conversation. Alyssa schooling us as usual. Guys, we're going to go on a quick break. When we get back, we'll be talking about violence in the LGBT movement and what is happening about it, if anything at all. 
Ooh, sorry. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, guys, Damn we are it. back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM WHCR, the voice of Harlem. This is Stanley Fritz, your favorite PC engineer on the ones and twos and threes with my I Love Bougie Black Woman t shirt on my chest with some gray sweats on my legs, chilling in the streets with Selena Hill, Alyssa Fuchs, and Jackie Cohen. And if you just tuned in, our segment today, the one that I'm doing right now at this moment, is called Gay Marriage Legal Homophobia is Over because it is. <laughs> Gay people are equal to all Americans now. And who cares if maybe they like to do crossword puzzles and they always do like these pitchfork things on a website and Pinterest where they put all their pictures together. And who cares if all lesbian women don't adopt cats after their first date? Gay Gay people are all good now. There's no more homophobia. And sure, a transgender woman was beat up and murdered in front of the Popeyes on 125th and St. Nicholas just two years ago, and her killer just got arrested for it. Sure, that that, that still happens, but we don't really care about that because same-sex marriage is legal. You know, so and it's, it's also, I mean, you wanted to talk about violence. I, mm-hmm. I don't have any new numbers from 2016, but after gay marriage became legal, we saw that hate crimes against LGBT people went up um, when it came to homicide. Although violent attacks actually went down slightly, uh, very slightly. I think it was they they dropped um, about uh, something like 13 percent. But violence against trans people went up and um, homicides of LGBT people increased 11 percent, according to figures that were released by the National Coalition of Anti-Violence Programs. Another issue that really doesn't get talked about a lot is the issue of homelessness in the LGBT community. Um, It's estimated that 1.6 million youth are homeless. And out of that 1.6 million youth, 40 percent of them identify as being uh, somewhere that's LGBT. That's a huge population of um, of children, uh, teenagers and people that are under the age of 18 that are living on the streets that are identifying as being LGBT. I think it being anti-heterosexual right now. Like <laughs> yeah. uh, all this anti-heterosexual propaganda. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I-, I wanted to address something that Alyssa said right before the break when she said, you know, trans issues are black issues. And then she gave the statistics and the figures why. And then on break, Jackie said they're also women's issues. But I think that, you know, we were talking about the black faith community, something I'm heavily involved in. It's true. I mean, I'm just going to say something we all know, but black, um, you know, LGBT people, LGBT people in the faith community are definitely ostracized. And I think that it's because they're seen as the other within our groups. And I feel like when it comes to like black people, um, you know, we've internalized a lot of, you know, self-hatred. Right. And we don't we're just learning how to love ourselves and embrace the pain from our history and to really love our skin and stop bleaching it and, you know, and doing this other stuff. But it's like it's easy because we don't fully like have that embrace of ourselves because of our history and because of slavery. It's easier. It makes it easier to ostracize the other. And it's it's not an excuse, but I think that, you know, understanding the psychology behind it and understanding why this happens would make it easier to start repairing, healing and moving past it. And also religion. Religion plays a huge part, especially in black communities. And, you know, I don't, I'm 98.6% sure. I'm sure it's going to push oh, back God. on me. That the don't Bible, quote the Bible again, please. the Bible says nothing about like transgender people, like being a bad thing at all but like religion plays a huge role in that and even though religion has gone down in importance of popularity in the black community slightly it still has a lot of influence and so yeah, I have a friend who I spoke to recently who she is getting married to somebody not because she necessarily loves them but because she feels guilty for living in sin like re- religion like it still plays a major role so a lot of people use that as their bunker when it really is that they're ignorant they don't know anything about trans people and like that's the way that they can be like they can feel safe in their hatred or or certified in their hatred and a lot of times it's ignorance 
It's just right. ignorance. Right. And we're not just seeing this sort of anti-trans rhetoric from the right, right, or from the religious groups on the right. Um, we're seeing it from second wave outspoken feminists, right, mm-hmm. who have been outspoken feminists since the 60s, right, have margin, you know, have been at the forefront of the feminist movement, but view feminism and being a woman as something that's connected to your genitalia and not something that is... Um, an identity. And so I've seen and I've been horrified to see, you know, I'm obviously surprised an outspoken feminist. Um, and I have been really upset with sort of Anti-man rhetoric. older or um, <laughs> older feminists who were so vocally involved in the second wave feminist uh, movement who have said, you know, because you were born with male genitalia, you don't know what it's like to be a woman. You don't you are opting into womanhood. You don't know what my struggle has been like. I had no choice as a woman. Um, um, you know, with a vagina to, you know, I had no choice out of this oppression at, that a woman faces. And I think that that's a really ridiculous argument and oversimplistic to um, boil down femininity or just womanhood in general as being directly connected to your genitalia. Yeah, no, I, I think that's that's a that's a great point. And there has always been a divide, a huge divide yes. between the feminist movement and the and the trans movement in some ways. Not uh, I mean, at least then there's a great scene. If you haven't seen the show, it's called Transparent. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And there's a great scene in Transparent where um, the main character who is a, a man who transitions and becomes a woman, he goes with his two daughters um, who, who she sorry yeah well after this is after the transition so she goes with her two daughters to this retreat it's this woman's retreat and this is based on an actual music festival that was actually shut down for this reason yeah and um there's a whole huge issue because they like somebody finds out that she's trans and they're like oh well, we don't accept trans women here like this is for women that were born at women and it culminates in this great scene where she's she starts yelling man on the land man on the land because <laughs> that's what the other people at the camp yell when the guys come to pick up the garbage and to mm. clean the latrines um so like obviously watch it but like this is not something new and it's obviously something that we really should address as feminists, especially this new wave of feminists, to say, you know what, trans women, they're included in the struggles for feminism, and they should be included. But, like, and I'm so glad you guys are saying that, but, I, you know, this we heard a lot of this pushback, especially when Kate, when Caitlyn Jenner um, transitioned, um, and I think that a lot of women, older women and women of color were like, they looked at Caitlyn as doing it for, like, obviously a point of privilege. She lived her life as Bruce Jenner, a, a rich, white, celebrated man. And she's a fraud. Right, right. And, you know, other reasons. And the thing is, it's like, I don't, I mean, I kind of I understand that rhetoric. I understand when people are like, okay, like Caitlyn or, you know, I'm just using Caitlyn as an example. But they're like, you don't, horrible. you don't relate. Like, you're, okay, I understand, like, you know, in your 50s or your 60s, now that you're at this age, you're, un- you, you can't, you're undergoing some level of oppression because of, you know, your transition. But you don't know what it's like for four decades living as a woman. Right. That is fair. I think that's fair and that's right. And I don't think that um, it should be one way or the other, right? I don't think, and this is brought up in the show Transparent as well, right? Like if you are living your life as a rich, white, cisgender man, even if you are not cisgender, um, you are benefiting from society in that way, right? And so then to transition, what does that mean? And does that mean that that erases that past and that privilege that you formerly had? I don't think that's true. But I think what's the most important thing to remember is that we are all human beings, right? We all have suffering. It's not about deciding whose suffering is worse than anybody else's. I think that some people 
definitely suffer less by society standards, but we all endure suffering. Life is hard for everybody. And I think that it's important to treat people with compassion and understand, okay, maybe you're experience isn't like mine i don't think that people who are trans are claiming that they've had the same experience better or worse than anybody else um but we have to recognize that we are all trying to work towards a certain commonality and towards a better future and to say well your suffering hasn't been as bad as mine or mine's been so much worse than yours so how can you claim my identity i don't think that's what's happening here i think that we have to recognize that everybody comes to life with a different set of privilege with different experiences and we have to embrace that for better or for worse yeah. so we do have to wrap this up but i want to give Alyssa a chance to say or to respond no i i just wanted to add to that and then i'll give you my final comment which is that you know a lot of the pushback with caitlin jenner i don't feel like necessarily has to do with this issue of trans women versus not trans you know cis women i think it's about privilege which is something you both mentioned like it's not but and 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 so yes it should be addressed and and caitlin needs to understand that this has been easier for her because of the privilege that she has uh having money and you know having celebrity status at the same time uh, you know as somebody who's like gender non-binary and like falls on the on the gender spectrum somewhere Caitlin has helped to increase the visibility of the trans community, like like it or not, you know, and agree with Caitlin or not and want to call her out for being privileged, which, you know, you absolutely have the right and want to say to her, you're a hypocrite because you don't understand what I've gone through as a trans woman of color. And that's fine. And that's fair criticism. But you also have to be able to acknowledge that, like, people really weren't paying attention to trans issues the way they are now until Caitlyn Jenner came out. And in because on of the her privilege and because of her privilege. But on the whole, it's good that people are paying attention to trans issues like that's a good like it, it, it is good because trans issues need to be paid attention right. to and so the fact that they're being paid attention to now you may not like why they are but you still have to be able to acknowledge that there it's brought visibility and that visibility has been good for the trans community that said uh my final comments is i actually i'm going to wave my own final comments in favor of wanting to read something that the president wrote this is just a snippet from his proclamation that he gave um if you don't know it is pride month that's a big reason why we're discussing these issues today president obama put out a statement last week and um where he he made a proclamation um and he essentially says and i'm going to paraphrase some of it despite the extraordinary progress of the past few years lgbt americans still face discrimination simply for being who we are for being who they are he talks about his executive order from 2014 he then goes on to urge congress to enact legislation that builds upon the progress that we have made he says no one should live in fear of losing their jobs simply because who they are or who they love and then he says and this is so poignant and our commitment to combating discrimination against the LGBT community does not stop at our borders advancing the fair treatment of all people has long been a cornerstone of american democracy um Sorry, a cornerstone of American diplomacy. And we have made defending and promoting the human rights of LGBT people a priority in our engagement across the lo- across the globe. In line with America's commitment to the notion that all people should be treated fairly and with respect, champions of this cause at home and abroad are upholding the simple truth that LGBT rights are human rights. No, thank you for that, Alyssa. Jackie, final words quickly? Yeah, I, I have a quote from Maya Angelou that I really love, and I think that it um, relates to this topic well, um, where she says, when someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. 
don't ask to see their genitalia. Um, that's something that we are obsessed with in Obviously. this country. Um, instead of accepting someone who for who they present themselves as, we have to have this sort of like physiological understanding of it before we can accept them as a human being. And I think that's ridiculous. Just accept someone for who they say they are. Right. And I will say in our final comments that um, I feel like LGBT uh, rights in the community definitely has taken like a little like a back step uh, because uh, marriage equality has passed and so much attention is going on, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement and we had Islamophobia and then Donald Trump. But I think that we definitely need to continue to raise consciousness about just disenfranchised communities and people. And, you know, I think that it's all inter it all interrelates and it all connects. And I feel like we can all feel in some way connected to it. All right, I'm going to finish this off with a quick story. When I was 16, I was on the basketball team, believe it or not, and I was actually pretty good. Not good enough to start or to play a lot or to score a lot of points, but good enough to be on the team, which is good enough, I guess. And we were playing this squad, and I was a power forward, but the team was really bad. So they kept saying, Stanley, go, take the shot, shoot, shoot. I didn't want to shoot. But finally, after the third time of being left wide open, I took the three-point shot, and I made it. And I remember fist pumping and kicking the air, being so happy and celebrating because I had done it. I had made that three. Lo and behold, they, the three went in. They inbounded the ball, got a fast break, and scored. The game wasn't over. The big three was just one big three, and that's what marriage equality is. It's one big three. It's a huge milestone, but it's not the end of the game. And if we want to make sure that all people are treated fairly, treated fairly, we have to make sure we are at the front of that fight. And I'm not talking about LGBTQ people. No, they are fighting for their lives every single day, whether they're actually fighting or not. I'm talking about the people who don't live that life, who... Who, who, are, who aren't born feeling like they were in the wrong body, who aren't born feeling like they had feelings for the same sex. It's our job to use our privilege as heterosexual people, as men, as women, as white women, to stand up for our brothers and sisters in this movement. You cannot call yourself someone who is woke or who cares about people if you are homophobic or transphobic. You cannot say you care about all people if you get mad because someone wants to use a bathroom that they identify with. That is not progress. That is taking a step backwards. And until we finally stand up for our brothers and sisters and our sisters, and brothers in this movement we will always be backwards stop celebrating one big three-pointer when people can't even go into certain stores because of the way they look and who they love we have a serious problem and the fight is not over but anyways guys we're going on a quick break when we come back Alyssa will be telling you how you'll be getting paid more money at mcdonald's because <laughs> you're doing overtime <laughs> 